Three, two, one. Hey guys, it's uh, Ralph. I have to apologize because this week, once again, my audio glitched out. Not my fault. I'm just fucking with you. Psych. It's fine. <laughs> gotcha. Wouldn't it be really funny if it wasn't fine anyway? What if it wasn't fine, Ralph? What if we? What if you planned out this whole intro as a psych, but your audio messed up again? <laughs> no, I would nervous. feel very bad. Yeah, I'm gonna be on edge this whole episode now. Okay, so Ralph's edging. Oh, nice. <laughs> I guess. I'm an edge uh, Come on. I mean, yeah. I I don't know if should I just put the other intro in the bank. Do I need to do the you other can intro? If you want. Yeah, I'll put it in the bank. That's its own intro all right, right there. All right. I don't know if you can cool. top it. It was so, nice yeah. doing We're my... saving it up for a rainy yeah. day. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It was nice doing the intro. That was fun. I'm Adam from Your Movie Sucks. Hello, I'm the Nostalgia Critic. Hmm. <laughs> I only and say I'm that because... Uh... Sorry, Alex, go ahead. <laughs> and it's I'm fine. Alex, the, the other one. <laughs> <laughs> I only say that because uh, Nostalgia Critic just made an Alien 3 video oh, like yeah. right after you recommended it Alex yeah. and I thought that yeah. was really funny and I actually nice watched it coincidence. he's feeling so our bit it, it was really bad <laughs> it was <laughs> like the first four minutes is just like the skit of him in an office like pretending to be the producers and then there's like an ad for some bullshit I forgot it's That's like a, like a stamp service yeah like most of it isn't a review yeah it's really funny that's an nostalgia good thing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I watched your uh, <laughs> Jar Media one on him. Yeah, it was really oh, funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is a little passion project of mine. Yeah. Uh. So, Ralph, uh, what happened last episode and some of the other episodes? Oh, it's yeah. usually because I record on my laptop and all you need to know is the issue's fixed. <laughs> Last week, it was really messed up, the audio, so much so that I had to go back and re-record a lot of stuff yeah. that, in that previous episode. So a lot of it was actually me dubbed in. When yeah. the audio sounds the best, that's like me dubbed in. And like Adam and I thought it was hilarious, because we know. But a lot of people didn't even pick up on it. So I guess we did a <laughs> yeah. good job. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I do yeah. find it really funny. So basically, anybody that's confused, every time Ralph's audio sounds like shit, was actually the most salvageable <laughs> from the original recording. Everything exactly. where he sounds fine was a part that was so fucked up that we literally <laughs> couldn't fix it in a way that anybody would be able to understand what he's saying. So Ralph, <laughs> yeah. Ralph spent a day or however long going days. <laughs> going back over oh, the no. original take and and saying every line again that was so fucked up that we couldn't salvage it. So every time his yeah, audio sounds fun. fine, that's Ralph sitting, pretending to be a part of the conversation. <laughs> yeah. And you can kind of hear it in we your voice. Is, yeah. yeah, you kind of you can. You kind of sound a little that, like... That most people didn't notice. Now that, now that people know, they're going to go back and like, yeah. oh, I can totally tell. You have to listen to the but episode again works. with that information because it's really funny. Like right near the beginning, <laughs> the you, there's that part where like... I say happy pride, and you're like, woo! And you're like, you hit the whoop and the clap <laughs> like is what you, you re-recorded. You, you re-recorded your own excitement for something great. that I said. So now yeah, you can watch actor. it with a new context. Right. I think you're probably the best actor out of the three of us. Well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you, I you can pull it off. I can't really. So. <laughs> hey, if your audio mes ever messes up. 
Oh yeah, we'll I can get you to play me. <laughs> that would be awesome, actually. Yeah. I'll play all three of you. If this ever happens again, you'll play all three of us. That's the all deal. All three of us. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Do your I best. Do your best, you, Adam impression. There's two of you. No, not now. I'm gonna save that for when your audio messes up. Okay. <laughs> Damn, I wanted to hear an impression. And I gotta practice. I gotta practice my okay. Canadian accent. Do I? I don't. You know, there's some words that I say where it sounds really Canadian. I don't think that I sound super Canadian. Yeah, I don't sound like a recognizable. You have yeah. a very light Canadian accent, but you can still tell. Yeah. Like I have a very. Uh, I don't. I won't even say soft like New York. Accent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I don't know. Mm-hmm. There's parts of America that sound kind of Canadian-ish anyway. Yeah. Like the whole movie Fargo. <laughs> yeah. Minnesota. Yeah. And I guess Alaska. <laughs> Sarah Palin accent yeah, kind of sounds a bit Canadian. Yeah. Or at least stereotype yeah. Canadian. She's got her own thing going on. A boot. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's so funny because like the biggest stereotypes for Canada when it comes to our accents, that's pretty much just Eastern Canada. Really? Yeah, it's like it exists right. in Newfoundland where they have their own language, basically, but it's still English. You know, you know mm-hmm. how Australia has has so many weird things like they call McDonald's Maccas and, you know, there's just a different word for everything for no know. reason. That's kind of like yeah. Newfoundland. Yeah, there's all sorts. So Newfies okay. will be like, oh, yeah, how's the perching, eh? And it's, it's like, <laughs> what did you just say? It's apparently very weird uh, to live you- there. How do you say about then? About. <laughs> just the, yeah, yeah. Okay. Just wanted to check because I've, I've never no. noticed it, and that's usually the one sign. Uh, you can be like, oh, okay, they're definitely Canadian yeah. then. <laughs> it's pronounced a bat. <laughs> a bat. A bat. A boot. <laughs> yeah, there's uh man. I remember. Uh, just apparently, there's like some Americans <laughs> that think that Canada's covered with snow and that we all live in we igloos. Have parts with snow, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I think that that's less of a uh, misconception now that we have the internet, I guess. Because you see so I've many like, news... I've never met an American who thought Canadians lived in igloos. Mm. <laughs> but... No, yeah, like 10 years you ago. You have a lot of moose there, right? 10, 10 20 bears? years ago. Oh, yeah, we got bears, we got mm. moose... We got loons, we got beavers, we got bunnies, we got skunks, we got deer. I almost, uh, I was like, I was out at my parents' cabin and I ran into a moose. It was fucking terrifying. They're huge. Are they hostile? Do they like attack yeah. people? Yeah, they could. They're a wild animal, but yeah, like. Yeah, but are they, like deer don't fucking attack anyone. Are they like that or do they fuck people up? <laughs> if um, you get too close to them. I mean, I guess moose are more aggressive than deer. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I have no idea. I've never been attacked by any of them. There's a a few okay. places where like Canada's a lot of cities are pretty close to like I guess general wildlife. So like when I lived in Edmonton there were uh there were a few times where there would just be like a deer walking through the neighborhood. I'd be I'd be like you're lost. Like this is not where you should be. <laughs> like yep there's a deer here okay i like canada though yeah i visited once it's just niagara falls like that area that's about it i still haven't <laughs> been to niagara nice. falls 
No way. But Canada's really big, so I mean, like Niagara Falls is further away for me than Seattle. So yeah, like or most it's places nice. in America. It's a pretty nice waterfall. So if you want to see that, that's Ralph's ringing endorsement. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems kind nice. of touristy. It's a nice waterfall. Oh yeah, like there's a it's a big tourist trap area. There's like 3D simulations of the Niagara Fall gods what? and whatever. Yeah, there's crazy stuff there. <laughs> like all these like gimmicky like shooting ranges with Niagara mm. Falls theming, but yeah, if you want to just see a nice waterfall, yeah, <laughs> that's it. pretty much it, isn't it? <laughs> it's like see yeah. a nice waterfall, buy a T-shirt, right? Yeah, a few days is nice. That's probably the most popular like touristy thing that anybody could name in Canada. I mean, yeah, I can't think of anything else. We got because it's right outside of America. That's why. Yeah, it's like yeah that's true. literally on the border yeah. of America. Yeah. <laughs> it's an easy trip. Most Americans right. just don't care about having a passport. There's so many Americans where it's just like, why would I leave? So Canada's yeah, exactly. right there. Don't want to see what it's why like. Would we go there. What's Canada's there that so isn't nice. In America. Yeah, so... so is America. <laughs> I don't know. There's so there's so many different vibes you could get just by going to any yeah, particular place in Canada. I, I would want to see the whole world. Like mm -hmm. I have a passport because I love so, seeing the world. But so easy. You can just a lot drive the same way. You can just drive yeah. to Canada. It's not a hassle. Or you can ride a moose into Canada. Yeah. <laughs> I can ride meese. Meeses. Is that the plural for, for moose? It should be. Mises. Yeah. <laughs> There's a town in uh in I think Manitoba. Oh yeah, I think it's called Churchill, mm -hmm. Manitoba, where they actually have people that are hired to be on polar bear watch because polar bears are a big problem. <laughs> and they'll often yeah, wander into that. town and try looking for food and maybe eat someone <laughs> and so they Jesus. have this whole unit that, <laughs> that like is responsible for figuring out just like how to take down this polar bear and tranquilize it and then use a hel helicopter to airlift it back further north away from the town wow yeah because oh yeah, they can't kill it or kill him or her or whatever i mean they could gotta... but it would be mean but yeah that would be mean yeah. and they're endangered anyway they're an endangered species, right? So just you got to helicopter them out of there. That's crazy. <laughs> I don't know if polar bears <laughs> are technically endangered, but I know that their species is not in a good spot. I don't know if they're actually on the endangered species list, though. Yeah. Well, I have no I'll idea. Have to look that up after. Yeah. Let us know, Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I think there was <laughs> actually an episode of. Uh, I can't remember. There was like a B one of those BBC specials, like Planet Earth. I think there might have been an episode on Churchill, Manitoba. I don't remember. Oh, okay. But you can find some videos on YouTube anyway. I saw a pretty bad movie recently. Yeah? What'd you see? Dark Phoenix. I think you've seen it too, Alex, right? I saw it especially just because you did. Oh, yeah? That's the That's only reason nice I went. I did. There's no chance. Ass, There's I no did. chance I would have seen this otherwise, because Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a pointless film. Dull. Yeah. Just nothing to say there. Like... <laughs> It's the second attempt at the storyline too. Mm -hmm. Like we can't forget they've already done the same storyline before, and that that was like the previous point where X Men was like considered to be going into the trash. Do you it's mean such a with weird um, franchise. like the, the original Stand, right? before they rebooted it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. They did that the same thing. 
That was just this as lame. Like the then. Thing. Have you guys seen all of the other X Men movies? Because part of the yeah. reason why I didn't yeah, see I've this one them. is because like I tapped out so long ago. As soon as I saw the trailer oh, for the one that was very clearly doing time travel just to retcon everything and be like, these are the new characters now. <laughs> like, I just I just was so uninterested that I didn't Old watch. Days of Future Past. Yeah. Yeah. I think that might have been the Which first one where I tapped the best... out. Yeah, I thought that was a good one. That That's one of, one of the best ones. ones. I can't deal X-Men with it. X-Men is the most inconsistent franchise probably in film history. You got some yeah. that are really great, like X Men Two and Logan, and then you get ones that are total garbage, like a fucking X Men Origins Wolverine and Apocalypse, and this. Yeah, I didn't see Wolverine. And of all of them, I think this is the most boring. Yeah, I don't blame you because like some of them are total trash. <laughs> but like that, that uh, was it the one where they time travel is actually one of the best ones. Yeah, because they got rid of all the bad shit. <laughs> didn't it feel so dated to you though? If it, it felt. Like this 10 film? years out of, out of place to me. Like with how yeah. just like corny and kind of bad everything is. Like most of the performances are pretty bad. Everyone's kind of treating it like it is schlock. So it is just a self-fulfilling prophecy and is schlock yeah, as a result. Yeah, it was like an early 2000s. It was like Fantastic Four or something. Yeah. It like very dated. Like films or superhero films have done much more since. And I don't understand why this movie is so just like cliche and boring it, there's there's like no interesting character the like villain is is so bad like the villainous force <laughs> is so yeah. incredibly bad i couldn't actually believe what i was watching also weirdly like, similar to captain marvel yeah there was a line where jennifer lawrence is like we should be calling it ex-women because we're, the women are always saving the men around here oh that's a line in the <laughs> like, film it's so corny that's great yes it's so pandering <laughs> and corny and she looks in the camera and winks jennifer lawrence is especially bad in this and you could tell she wanted oh, yeah. to leave and she <laughs> dies they show that in the trailer so i don't feel bad spoiling that but that, that vibe is like with every actor a little bit you can tell everyone's just yeah. there out of obligation for the most part and some people are like coasting yeah, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender, I yeah. think, were trying. They're just so talented, though. They can get away with like how bad the dialogue is just because they're, so, right. they're such good actors. But when it's like the you, younger they X-Men... Do, they're doing their job. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. The like, there's some song. bad scenes. Mm-hmm. Bad dialogue. Like There's just nothing memorable about the movie at all. I saw it yesterday, and I, I could barely remember <laughs> oh, a single wow. scene. It's so pointless. Just a waste of time. And it's like bombed horribly, too. This made like fifty million mm-hmm. on a two hundred million dollar budget. Yeah, what a colossal failure. Yeah, nobody <laughs> wanted to see it. I mean, some people, I guess, <laughs> but like, it well, never looked part of good. The Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's not part of any of the new stuff, or you know, they're gonna reboot X Men probably. So no one cares about this. Yeah, one. and the movie also looks like total crap. The visual effects and the cinematography is so bad. Like all, basically, the entire way through it. And it reminded really me of like those, like Divergent or one of those like young adult kind of movies that are just based on like throwaway books. It kind yeah. of felt like that to me. It didn't feel like a big blockbuster like they always used to. It's just like stuck in the past. It was. I, I was. Mm-hmm. I was seriously getting bored out of my mind. Um, about halfway. Me too. In. Um, at first I was actually like, maybe this isn't going to be as bad as I thought. Like there were little signs here and there, and I was like. Okay, compared to Apocalypse, which was just driving me nuts with how stupid it went, 
there's there's some things here i could see how they could like develop this a little bit but no it just gets worse and worse as it goes along and by the yeah. end like people are praising the final sort of action set piece for some reason for me really? I, I was i was checked out by then like hardcore i just didn't mm -hmm. care about anything like if you don't care about any of the characters what does any of the action or like especially with the villain thing like x-men's known for having pretty good villainous characters like Magneto, of course, and you know Mystique and all that, but the villains in the movie—they're like they're so pathetically like elaborated on at all. They're given no explanation. Yeah, and they're very inconsistent lame. with like. Well, all of a sudden, Charles is like this controlling, manipulative like leader, like using these mm -hmm. kids for like a political reason. I'm like, I, I don't know what. Why is this a part of the movie? <laughs> Since when was like Charles this like manipulative fucking asshole like this? I didn't and the like film, that part. The film acts like there's more history than there really is. It was pretending like yeah. it was like an Avengers movie or something. Like, look at all these characters you're really attached to. Look at this drama. But you're just sat there like, I know nothing about any of these people. Like, a few yeah. movies ago, they were played by a different actor. Like, why should I care about any of you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> the romantic interest, like, doesn't work at all either. Because you're just Cyclops told that you and... should care. Like, you're never given, yeah, exactly. a, you're never shown an actual reason. And the, their backstory, her tragic backstory with her parents dying in the car crash or whatever, her mom dying in the car crash, that was really corny, too. And that was all poorly handled. Spoiler! Basically, the whole movie was just, oh, whatever, this movie's total crap. And I think that's in the trailer, too. Yeah. It felt like a remix of really mediocre scenes from superhero movies from the last 10 years all kind of strung together. Like, there are loads Time of train scenes in superhero movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like every, there's not an original bone in its body. There's a, there's a couple of moments that are like there's there's one in particular that I thought was kind of memorable actually, where like I can't really spoil it, but it's something to do with um, Professor X and his chair. Um, <laughs> that was kind of neat. But that's literally like a thirty second sequence out of a two hour long movie, so yeah. it really ain't high praise. And I'm really not surprised that it's bombing at all. And there's yeah. a still there's still another X Men movie, isn't there? Isn't there another one? Yeah, there's like the, the new horror mutants. one. Uh -huh. What? I don't know what's going to happen with that. Have you not heard of this? What is yeah, this? Yeah, that's a production disaster, even more so than this one. Oh, really? Really? What's yeah. up with that? What is it? A lot of things like recuts and re. Like, what's it supposed to stuff. be? The, it's supposed to be like a horror kind of film set oh. in like an asylum, I guess, with these mutants who are like X Men, and they okay. you know, it's about their you know, deceiving each other and living together or whatever. So, Anna Taylor like, Joy's in M. Night's it. Glass, the guy from Stranger then. Things is in it. <laughs> kind of. It's kind of like Anya that. Anya Taylor-Joy. Asylum. Yeah, she's Mutants. in it. And the, the guy <laughs> from Stranger Things who plays like Nancy's, not Nancy's boyfriend, like the, the one who wants to be her boyfriend, that guy. The one who, who got arrested. Yeah, 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 he got yeah, arrested and deported from the country or something. Are you so talking yeah. about Hellboy? Like, shoot his scenes? Or is that somebody else? <laughs> no, that's the no, sheriff. Okay. One of the younger guys. <laughs> yeah, I've only ever seen a couple it's episodes of Stranger Things. Oh, okay. I enjoy it. I'll keep watching, but... Point is, they're fucked. And that's probably why they sold everything to Disney. So they didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, I guess. I mean, <laughs> why not? That's a solution. Why not sell to Disney for... How much did they buy for? What was the number here? I don't know. I don't actually while. know. How much of the, how much do you think Avatar is worth as a franchise? Like more than that, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A couple billion. 
Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna watch Dark Phoenix. You don't have to. I don't I don't <laughs> it's, I just it's not really worth it. There's no point. No. It's a terrible movie. Yeah. Don't see it. I tortured myself enough with Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Do you want to mention Aladdin? Because like, there's nothing else to even talk about with Dark Phoenix. Like, it's completely, <laughs> it's a pointless film, and it doesn't, it does, it doesn't work for anyone. Because like, if you're a huge X Men fan, you you're not going to give it a pass because you want to see the Phoenix storyline done justice. So that'll annoy you. And then people who like aren't attached to X Men at all are just getting a lame like action movie that is so tame compared to everything else we're getting because we're so spoiled now with films like this that the mediocrity of these x-men movies is like unacceptable and no one cares anymore so this is what it gets mm-hmm. i yeah. gave it one and a half stars out of five. Oh, one and a half? half four yeah <laughs> a couple scenes here and there where i was like that's kind of cool i always okay. like seeing magneto do his thing mm. okay well, I mean, I don't really have much to say about Aladdin other than it was exactly what we thought it would be. It was just a soulless, <laughs> soulless cash grab where everything was worse. Yeah, I watched your review and you you sounded genuinely upset by this movie. Yeah, because Aladdin is a movie that I like, the original. Mm-hmm. And this yeah. hasn't happened to me. It's before. the first like, one I've, I care the... about too. Exactly. It's like now we're getting into that territory with these shitty Disney live action remakes somebody posted a really uh interesting comment on the video up until this point i had assumed for the most part that the entire like dark trend of disney was more or less to kind of give the impression like oh this is for adults too like we want a dark and gritty tone so it has to be dark visually but somebody posted a comment saying that it's more likely because it hides imperfections in the animation, in the computer animation with like shading and rendering and all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. that well, seems like a much more reasonable excuse for it, although it's still stupid. Like, the entire movie yeah. is mostly computer animation for all of these new shitty remakes. And so instead of just spending more money, it's just taking the lazy approach and making everything really dark. That's why the new Lion King looks really dark. They just want to hide the imperfections of their animation. Which is kind of it's unfortunate. It's so weird though, because that's a problem they created. If they, if yeah. they were making an animated movie, they could plan around that, and that wouldn't be an issue. Yeah, it would look fine. <laughs> Everything is the laziest yeah. approach ever. It's just. Uh... But it's so strange that the issues they create for themselves by going this direction. Yeah, like it's, I'm but... kind of interested just on a concept level how the film's even going to work. Like, how are you supposed to empathize with these characters? I just, I, I just can't picture it. Yeah, it makes no sense to me. They're not characters the anymore. Songs, all they have to do is play this, the famous songs in the trailer, and then everyone's yeah. going to go see it. Yeah, exactly. Aladdin did very well. Exactly. Right? It was, exactly. It's, it's like, the what, same the thing. fourth mm-hmm. highest grossing movie of the year or something? Yeah. So they're, if they want to make money, I guess they're doing it right. But I don't know. If they spent a bit well, more... Then, yeah, that's all they give a fuck about. It could make even more money, I guess. I don't know. Most people seem to really enjoy it. It's got like a, what, seven point something on IMDb? People like it. Yeah. And I don't know why. Disney paid them. <laughs> if it, if a no. Disney IP is attached, then it just gets special treatment, I'm afraid. That's just how mm-hmm. it works. People are people already Disney. in love with it. They will it watch anything Disney. Before the movie's even started. The film right. itself doesn't have to do anything because the characters mm-hmm. are already in people's minds from the original. So 
They just project those it's existing characters onto these empty voids that are now in the remakes. Scar is just some, or sorry, <laughs> Jafar is just some guy. <laughs> Scar is going to be yeah. just some guy. Slip. The parrot is just, just a parrot. Everybody's yeah. character is just completely removed from them. The genie is just Will Smith now. <laughs> <laughs> the genie's probably the worst part because that doesn't work in live action at all. I don't think. Nothing about it does it. That's what bugs me so much. <laughs> from the trailer, that looks like total crap. They released when he's the like normal the... Smith, I think it's okay. But... They released the Prince Ali like song onto YouTube and I watched it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like that that it's so embarrassingly bad. <laughs> All the auto tune. Yeah. The flair yeah. of the scene. It feels so flat and yeah. like there's nothing grand about it at all. A big empty void. Yeah. It's so sad when you think about the energy and life that was in the original. And that yeah. is the reason it was good. It's for that exact reason. The animation <laughs> and everything that provides is like a storytelling tool. Let's take that away. And then what are you left with? This. Exactly. You've got Aladdin now with Will Smith. Great. Yeah, one out of ten. There's one more thing I want to talk about before we get into uh, the uh, film discussion, recommendation discussion. Okay. So Alex, you're uh, you're on the new Who Killed Captain Alex Blu-ray. Yeah, no, it's an honor. I'm... They emailed me a, a, a while ago. Oh, they asked you permission. Yeah, yeah. Okay, no, I, I knew about it. I just had no idea when it was releasing. They asked, okay, and I was cool. like, "Yeah, of course, please. I'll, I'll give you whatever you want." <laughs> that's so hilarious. I guess that's how it ha- happened. Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. No. I wasn't sure that they that's actually awesome. asked permission. I thought that they just downloaded any YouTube that was or YouTube video <laughs> that was talking about their movie. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's really cool. No, that might have been a bit more. Yeah. No, yeah. Anything to do with that movie, I really like. Was there any ever any kind of like uh, hostility from them after your review, or no? None. No. no. Okay, good. No, they liked it because uh, it's one of the very few from that series where I was really positive. I, I really yeah. liked that movie, so there was nothing really to get mad about. Yeah, I, I really like that movie too. I watched uh, Bad Black, which is on the same Blu-ray. It's uh, it's very I similar. I haven't seen that one yet. Yeah. It's more <laughs> of the same. The Blu-ray. I gotta watch more of their movies. Yeah, it's a good I've Blu-ray. I've only seen Who Killed Captain Alex on YouTube, it's, which is hilarious, oh, of yeah. course. <laughs> one of the greatest action films of all time. I think Who For Killed sure. Captain Alex is probably the better of the two, but Bad Black is still pretty sure. good. I'm satisfied. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I've got mine now. Like, I can just stick to mine. Mm-hmm. Who did Kill Captain Alex? It's a movie about remember. you. I think it's kept a secret, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah, I don't remember much totally of the forgot. plot. I remember a lot of the effects. Well, I remember I a lot of the remember kung the, fu. It not being answered. I remember a lot of kicking and shooting. I remember VJ Emmy hitting. Oh, how could you forget him? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's another feature that they put on the Blu-ray under the uh, fan videos <laughs> section on the disc, and it's titled "Cool Cat Saves Wakaliwood," <laughs> and it's somebody's <laughs> somebody made a YouTube parody of. Of who killed Captain Alex by by taking clips of VJ Emmy's I guess exclamations during the film and putting them over yeah. top of a scene in the Cool Cat movie and they stuck oh, that that's on the that That's amazing. Yeah, you can find that on YouTube also. Even though I think the title is slightly different, but you can find it searching that same thing. Cool Cat saves Wakaliwood. <laughs> I was like, 
I did not expect to see Cool Cat on this Blu-ray, but <laughs> it <Yeah>. happened. <laughs> <laughs> they know their audience. <laughs> I guess there's just so much crossover that yeah. somebody would make a Cool Cat who killed Captain Alex parody. <laughs> so stupid. Highly recommended. Who Killed Captain Alex? 10 out of 10 from all of us, I think. It's the best movie we've talked about here so far. Yeah. <laughs> out of all these Number multi-million one. dollar Hollywood blockbusters. <laughs> it was made for like 20 bucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> one's coming from a genuine place, right? Yeah. Aladdin? Yeah, that's exactly the movie <laughs> yeah, I was talking that, that's, about. Yeah. The most genuine <laughs> out of yeah. all of these. It came from someone's soul. They had an yeah, idea Aladdin. they wanted to to communicate. Did you well, the guys, original Aladdin, I guess. But... Did you guys know that the new Aladdin's directed by Guy Ritchie? Because I, I learned that no, like 30 that. times and then forgot it 30 times. Yeah. But he's the, responsible. I feel the same way. I feel like people told me a few times and then I forgot. Yeah. Guy Ritchie. Was, uh, Certainly doesn't seem I, like I bet one it of had none of his trademarks, really. Just like all of these movies just have like no yeah. vision. There's They're no yeah. point bland. in having a director there. <laughs> like they don't they don't have any say they don't have any control over the product apparently they're all gonna well, look the same well you need someone to direct the actors and give them like motivation but just have a it. robot do it that's fine have yeah. Will Smith do it there you go yeah <laughs> have a CGI blue Will Smith do it yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's the future of film it's working great so far yeah did we want to uh, move into our discussion of the recommendation it's fine by me Let's do it. Let's do it. What's this so movie, it was, Alex? It was my choice this time. And um, I, I chose Alien 3, or Alien Cube, as I like to call it, because of where they put the three. Yeah, what the fuck is with that? Why yeah, did they do I, that? I, I still, to this day, have no idea what the, the cubed thing is all about. Is it's it just cool. 90s edginess? Yeah, I think yeah, that's literally it. Cool. They wanted to do what James Cameron did with the like putting the S at the end of Aliens. Like, we're oh. not going to be like a normal sequel. Oh man! I assume it's something like that. <laughs> they they should have the title with that S ninety symbol at the end. Aliens. <laughs> yeah. At least the three wasn't like didn't, it didn't replace the E in Alien. That would have sucked. <laughs> <laughs> Alien like three. Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those. That would have fucking stunk. So I'd, I'd actually prefer the cubed, but. <laughs> but yeah, the the film's directed by David Fincher, his uh his first film. Um, so weird. Which is kind of it, it, it's. It is very odd, um, but the reason I picked this film is partially because I wanted to see if its reputation was fair, but also partially to revisit it after seeing, you know, all of David Fincher's films that have been released in the past 20 years since, um, and just see if uh, we think the film's better or worse or the same as we remember it. I suppose I should briefly outline what it's about. I'm sure most people know, but the the basic premise is that um, after the events of Aliens, it's a very direct sequel, um, the ship that they were sort of traveling on crash crashes on like a prison planet. <laughs> Paul Joseph Watson? What? That's his Twitter handle. It's I'm... like prison planet. That info word oh, guy. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Maybe this Prison this inspired him. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 the usual alien affair, very dark, uh, depressing. Um there are elements of the story that really upset fans, and it's probably the reason the film is regarded as like one of the worst alien movies, or at least the one where it was like it marked the point of the death of the franchise for a lot of people. 
How did we feel? I'm, I'm, how do we? No, let's start with um, how we felt before. Because we've all seen it before. Like, how did the film sit in your memory? Was it better or worse, or how do you feel? So I I watched it when I was I don't know fifteen or something like youngish. Mm-hmm. I was going through all the Alien movies, and uh, I remember watching it. And there's a couple points that stood out to me, but I, I it never really lingered as a bad memory in my mind. I never really right. remember hating it or disliking it even. But yeah. it's another one of those things where I also didn't remember much about it at all. And usually mm-hmm. when that kind of thing happens and I revisit it, if it didn't leave a huge impression <laughs> on me and I barely remember anything about it, it's like, oh yeah, it's because yeah. it was really, really boring. It was because it was really boring, <laughs> and that's exactly why. So now, <laughs> now I'm an adult, and I can definitively say, yep, it was boring. Uh, that's okay. how I feel about it. Even though I watched a different cut, but I just, I, I couldn't even tell you what the differences were in the two cuts, except for like one thing. Okay. Yeah. I, I had seen the theatrical it. cut before, but it was a long time ago. So again, I didn't remember anything about it. And like the extended cut, I guess from what I know, it develops the characters a bit more. So they're not like a bunch of just bald guys who get killed off or whatever. But I thought the movie was kind of bland. It wasn't yeah. nearly as scary as the original Alien, which is more what it's going for, more so than like Aliens with the with the sillier, I would not sillier, but definitely like faster paced action tone. Mm-hmm. This is way more somber and like dark and horrific, and it didn't really work aside from a few moments, which I thought were really great. But, By the way, everybody, we're talking about the assembly cut specifically, and also spoiler yeah. warning. It's also right, called yeah. Extended Cut. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's on Amazon. Also, for some reason, the cut I saw, the version I saw, the the sound mix was really fucked up. Oh? And I looked it up, and apparently this yeah. is, like, a, an officially released version where they just really fucked up the sound mix. So some of the dialogue is really quiet for no reason when people are yelling. It was very strange. I thought something was wrong with my TV. So that kind of took me out of the experience. Oh, too. Uh, apparently, that was something to do with when they were going back into like all the old films for that. It was in two thousand and three they released that like quadrilogy with all the movies, so they were like touching yeah. them up and stuff. It was around That's then. Exactly what I, I think. Have. All of their base like footage and audio was so low quality. They actually got a bunch of the actors in again to do like ADR because oh. the quality was so bad. Oh, that, okay. that, that's why it's all over the place. And that's that's one of the weirdest things about the movie is that like technically, there's loads of stuff wrong with it, which is like for a blockbuster is, you want to say rarer? Like for some of the mm-hmm. stuff that happened in the movie, like the the big glaring one, of course, are the visual effects of the alien. <laughs> They they decided yeah. to go. Terrible. Well, it, it's like, <laughs> like it's a, a puppet. It's like a puppet, it's a rod right? puppet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like and like a blue screen or something probably. Yeah, it's it just, composite. It doesn't feel in a part and, of the environment God. at all. Right. Which is a big issue. It, I was shocked because Fincher is known for his visual effects. Like yeah. that's the best thing about yeah. it is that they're always seamless, even in his like music videos and stuff he did before. But but this just looked like total crap. Some of it, the practical stuff looks great. The sets, yeah, yeah, and the yeah. big yeah. doors and the ships, that was awesome. It's just yeah, a lot of it looked great. Bad. Just the alien itself was the worst effect, which is the biggest problem. <laughs> like that's yeah, is that the xenomorph wasn't scary? That's not an effect that you want to have look unrealistic. 
or cheesy or it fake. It's very you know? corny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, um, oh, what's his name? The uh, android guy? Bishop. The effect on him when she's like reviving his body or whatever and talking to him, mm-hmm. like those were, I guess, animatronics or something. That all looked great. Yeah, that looked was. super I cool. That looked I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Yeah. The that planet awesome. itself and, yeah, that looked cool too. Yeah, it but was, the yeah, alien. The, the xenomorph was not scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just wasn't scary. See, for me, I was I really enjoyed the first act. I, I really liked like how it was presented, how kind of slow plodding yeah. and moody it is, and how they it took time strong. to kind of like Yeah, they they like establish the setting very well and like they establish the tone <laughs> immediately by um killing off two of the major characters yeah, from the I previous that. film. Um yeah, that's quite a point of contention I think with people, but I, I personally I used to hate that. Um, when oh, really? I first watched the film, but I, I think it's great now. I, th- I think it really works for that character, and it fits with her, her whole journey of like, <laughs> she's just like chased by this demonic force, and it, it kind of works best in this movie because of the like religious kind of thing they're going for with her just yeah. nonstop like battle with this creature, and it's this is like her coming to terms with it and finally overcoming it and accepting her death is basically what the movie's about. So it's like a really dark one. There's there's very little hope in the movie at all. Like it's all mm-hmm. about it's like anti corporations and it has all the similar themes that like all the previous alien films had before. But I guess Fincher just loves that stuff, doesn't he? Just the really dark, dank, like depressing kind of tone. Dank. Yeah. Well there's like an alien literally inside of her at at some point. Just to show, like, she's never yeah. going to get away from this thing. And she's given a choice at the end. Like, we'll take it out of you and you'll be free of it forever. But she chooses to die with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, to save everybody. And that's a fucking cool-ass arc. And I love that part of it. I think yeah. I think that, like, in terms of directing, I think it's pretty well done. Like, David Fincher's a good director, and you could tell even in this. Because all the acting is really good, mm-hmm. and it's really well shot. It's really well the, shot. There's the some story really memorable itself. scenes. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. This when Charles Dan- Charles Dance's death. He's one of the best characters too, but his death was really effective. I yeah. thought that whole scene was probably the best scene in the movie. Just yeah, so much of it I thought was very bland. No, you're not wrong. I I, I I I brought up the first act and how much I liked it because basically once the alien gets involved big time and takes over the the plot and everything kind of comes to a halt characters stop being developed and it just becomes like a a repetitive let's deal with this alien type thing and i i like the idea in theory of them having to fight this almost unstoppable force with nothing because it's established that it's like a sort of abandoned well not abandoned but old disheveled kind of facility they're in they've got no weaponry or anything so that that's kind of an interesting idea to put these like almost primitive ideas up against this hyper threat to see what happens yeah but it's just too elongated like there's no crescendo of like action or build-up it just it just kind of keeps fizzling on yeah. a loop until she dies mm-hmm. at the end that's that's when it really falls apart is just those the endless sequences of them like running through tunnels and like being chased by the alien which looks rubbish by that yeah point. and and those perspective and shots don't too. feel realistic you know, you're yeah. supposed to believe that it's the alien's point of view as it's chasing them through the hallway. It's like, no, this is just the camera. 
you know? Yeah, yeah. but they're able to outrun the yeah, alien, and at points they, like, fight them off with their, like, just hold them yeah. off with their arms. It's, it's a like, really The xenomorph is not sequence. scary. Yeah. Right. And, like, the old, like, the original movie, the alien wasn't like that at all. The xenomorph yeah. wasn't like that at all. I keep calling it an alien. <laughs> the it's xenomorph, fine to call it, it an would, alien. Like, it would just pop wrong. up. Yeah, I guess it is. But it is the xenomorph, you know. Sure. And then, but it was so intimidating, and like it would just pop out of the out of the wall and then take you away. And now it's like fucking running around, and you see it in CG. It just looks very corny. Yeah, there was always that kind of element in the original film because it was more of a, you know, it was more of a horror movie, where it's like it could just pop out at any moment and grab you in an instant. But this one, they always kind of seem to, I don't know, it's the. They always seem to know where it is after a certain point. Yeah. And they had it trapped in a room for a while, and then some crazy guy let it go. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted to see the dragon again. Yeah. That was a weird plot well, device. You probably mention, like, one of the reasons why this film is so, like, bizarre and all over the place. Yeah. It's because... <clears throat> so it's kind of a long story, but the short version is the studio set a release date for a film that had no script and was, like, a loose concept... So then, like, they started building sets for a film that had, like, no concepts done. Uh -huh. It was just, like, vague stories, and it was passed from writer to writer. There are, I think it went to a total of, like, seven writers by the end of it. Oh, wow. Only, like, three accredited, mm -hmm. but That's it went it just passed sign. from person to person. And, like, the original concept, do, do you guys know anything about what the original, no. like, idea for the movie was no. going to be? It It is bizarre. Like, the, the guy, um, what was his name? A writer called his last name's Ferguson. I can't remember his first name. Craig Ferguson. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, it was like a weird Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs kind of like story with like Peter Pan thrown in. So Ripley was going to be like a woman who fell from the stars and lands on a planet full of monks. But huh. the planet was like made out of wood. So it was like a wooden planet. Oh, yeah, that part I saw. The concept art for what? the planet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, of course, from there, everyone was a bit like, like the producers and everything were like, a wooden planet. What? Like, <laughs> there's like a disconnect there when you, when you think of like the alien kind of architecture and what you think of when you think of that series. Like, uh, imagery yeah. like that is not what comes into your mind. So, you can see yeah. why that started the, the downward spiral that happened with the film. And it's also why there are loads of, like, remnants of the original idea. Like, instead of it being this wooden planet, they turned it into a prison planet. And instead of it being monks, there are prisoners with the barkers yeah. on the back of their heads and everything. There's, like, a religious element to yeah. it. They yeah. They all have this, yeah. like, thing. They do these rituals. But, yeah, it's very brief. H.R. Giger <laughs> was still alive that. at that point. You'd think that they could just get some consultation from him or some new designs or something. Yeah. I think the xenomorph is slightly different in this one. It's always the, slightly different. I guess different. the idea is, yeah, because yeah, it comes out of an animal. It looks good. Like, there's a close-up of, like, the xenomorph and Ripley in one shot. Yeah, which that's is like an iconic shot taken from an otherwise yeah, yeah. bland movie. <laughs> I wish they had just used that more and not the shitty composited fraud puppet. Yeah, that just did not work. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. so the shot the film so bad. In terms of like the different cuts, one of the things I noticed was uh, I remember in the the first time I watched it, instead of like a bull, instead of an ox, it was like a dog that got bit by the yeah. alien. 
Why in, would they... in the theatrical, it's a dog. Yeah, why? Why? Why is why did they shoot two different animals? Like, what for? What purpose? In the assembly cut, um, they even left a shot in where one of the characters is calling the dog. Yeah. In the, in one of the tunnels, so there's like, it's, there's not even a cohesion there when they change the, the story. <laughs> yeah, that was odd. Yeah, I don't know why they would change that. I, I don't know what the logic was though, because the, the the creature still looks the same. It's not mm-hmm. like it's bigger because there wasn't like an ox, which is a bigger animal. So you can imagine it being like a big hulking thing compared to like a yeah. little dog. The dog mm-hmm. makes more sense to me, but whatever. It doesn't really impact it that much. It's just like what a pointless change, like a George Lucas change. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like adding in the monkeys THX. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, at least you get the choice of being able to choose what cut you want here. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So apparently. For this uh, quadrilogy set, each of the directors were contacted to, I guess, make some sort of a extra cut. So, including the director of Amelie for the fourth one. Yeah. <laughs> and David Fincher so was the only one who responded and said, "No, fuck you. <laughs> I'm divorced from he your shitty movie. Bad time. Yeah. He's disowned this. He song. hates he it more than like anyone, it. apparently. So." Yeah, he was just pushed around by the production company because he was a yeah. first-time director. He had no clout, so they could just use yeah. him for what he was worth. Mm-hmm. And they reshot a lot of stuff. Yeah, that's when he quit. Apparently, was after the reshoots. He just had enough. Yeah, I could, t- I, I can totally empathize with him just being like, no, because like <laughs> when you're pushed around and bullied on a project that you actually care about. Yeah, and then it turns out like shit. It's like, well, you just let me do what I want. But who knows? I don't know how much of it he's responsible for. I don't know how much of the badness of this film is his fault or the studio's fault. Like, whose idea was yeah. the blue screen puppet? No. Did he want to do it differently? I want a director's commentary. Yeah. No, exactly. I would be very curious to hear that. Mm-hmm. He, of course, he's never recorded one, right? Of course. <laughs> no, no. And even he if he did, film. they probably wouldn't allow he it on should. the Blu-ray. <laughs> he should do his own and just release yeah. it on the internet. Be like a fucking giant roast session. I think he just wants to considering about his it. backstory. Yeah. I'm amazed at how coherent the film is. Mm-hmm. Like, take for example, like Justice League, which is one of the nearest to us in terms of like releases. Film that was like notorious for its studio interference. Mm-hmm. That film had like no voice, no personality, no character. Fincher yeah. is such a strong style. At the very least, you can see, oh, yeah, he probably could actually do, like, an incredible science fiction movie if he was given free reign to do it. Mm-hmm. And I I, it, I think if he was given the time, it, it, it could have been, like, a really great film. If he was given time to truly, and he was trusted, he could have really flexed and come out there with a great, like, film, just like the original Alien was for Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah. It was also his first film, so he probably yeah. just made mistakes that, you know, the first, like, the You can tell, it, yeah, <laughs> like it feels a bit more experimental, like, some of the way, uh-huh. um, some of the dialogue is shot, I found kind of odd. Um, I couldn't tell if it was, like, the the editing or what it was. It was too frantic, too quick, um, uh-huh. in some of the scenes where loads of the characters were, a big group of them, which is already kind of confusing to the eye because they're they're all bald males 
that are all like covered mm. in filth and you already like that was one of the problems i had with the film actually was trying to keep track of each like character that was one of the like bald men because it <laughs> they all do look so similar but yeah in some of the, the scenes where they were just conversing there was lots of like weird like you could tell fincher was just trying out technique just to see what worked and what didn't um and it, it, it does make for some messy sequences that I did notice. One of the aspects that really stuck out to me as being kind of bad were the music choices. A lot of bad The rape music. scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the, the super the music there cool, was like, gar, 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 or whatever it was trying to be. Like, I don't know what the hell that was. <laughs> and then, like... That totally took away from the tension. And you compare it to the original Alien, again, you got, like, those fucking alarms blare blaring at the last 20 minutes. It adds so much. Yeah. The audio design's great like in that film. Yeah. yeah. And this is just, like, yeah. It's, it's noticeably really bad, the, the, orchestra the audio. Or that rock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Bad choices. The audio just feels incomplete. It, it, it's so strange. Uh, mm -hmm. it, it ruins what could otherwise be some pretty okay scenes. It's strange to see a movie of like this caliber to be held down by such sort of amateur kind of mistakes with just things like as simple as audio. Like for for a film that based on a franchise that is known for the atmospheric quality of them, like the mood and that's the sound is so important to that kind of thing. So having it be as all over the place and distracting as it is really hurts the movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah. One of the things I remember from watching it the first time was like I thought that the whole fire part was the end of the movie in my memory and I feel mm -hmm. like perhaps when I watched it the first time I also thought it was but then it just kept going and then I guess I just forgot about the whole alien chasing down the hallway part or maybe I fell asleep yeah. I don't know but like watching it again this time I was convinced that it was the end of the movie <laughs> just because the music cue is just implying it. You're getting like, it's so unearned mm -hmm. this like yeah. this dramatic over dramatic kind of like string instruments. There's this implication that something was earned there that, that this is like conclusive and then it just keeps going. Like mm -hmm. by the time that music's playing and everything's slow-mo, it's like, what? It's like, none of this feels earned or justified. So yeah. weird. I, f I feel like it messes with the tone and cutting a lot of the music out would have helped with the atmosphere and that more like dark tone he was going for but it kind of it's like the music and like uh the xenomorph it's all kind of corny <laughs> and mm -hmm. it takes away there is one music that. choice that i really loved and it's the only thing that i remember that i remembered about the movie positively and this was always something mm -hmm. where it's like i knew it was in this movie and i really liked it was the intro the like fox oh yeah. yes uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. they play the the fox theme something that you're all familiar with and you have this expectation of the notes in your head and then the last note doesn't play and the second last note lingers bum, 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 bum. and it's just this uncomfortable feeling of like uh oh something's wrong and i really enjoyed that yeah. like that's one of my favorite intros stylistically for any kind of like horror film i think that that was really creepy really effective like that was a very strong opening just from like the opening titles i really yeah. loved that and i i always remembered that it was from this movie so again the first third i was totally on board i think yeah. all of us were but it's just it falls apart it slowly <laughs> falls apart yeah they can't yeah. they can't hook the landing 
for me, it really falls apart once Charles Dance is out of the picture. Yeah. He's such a, a good actor, interesting character, but they, they complete his sort of reveal, his like story hook so early on that he has no real purpose afterwards. So they just get rid of him, which is like a cool moment in the film. But yeah. then they've got nothing left, really, yeah. in the film. There's no more characters that are likable. And so it's just a bunch of random dudes dying that you don't care about. Yeah. He was like the only likable character other than maybe Ripley. Mm-hmm. Don't give a shit about anybody else. Well, apparently also going back to the like the uncomfortable opening thing that you liked, the Fox yeah. logo. Um, originally, if, apparently the film had a lot of really extreme gore that was... Um, had to be mm. edited out because of like test screenings like for example what? the uh yeah the scene what early on with screenings? um with newt um you know newt being dissected apparently it was like mm -hmm. way more gory and had way more shots of like that's funny <laughs> bits being like pulled out and cut up <laughs> so of course that didn't go down well yeah yeah and there's like uh, someone's face getting like melted and stuff like that things that sound amazing to be honest and i wish we were in the movie but yeah. Yeah. They didn't want it to be scary. <laughs> they didn't want to scare people too much. That's the thing. Like, like what the fuck? I could understand no the dissection scene feeling gratuitous in that way. Nah. But... Show it all. <laughs> Make it half the movie. <laughs> but it's like a Aliens isn't a scary movie, but there are no, other things that prop it up movie. to make it entertaining. Yeah. It's yeah, more. It's action. its own thing. It, it did it Space had its Marines. own vision. And so does this to a certain extent. It's leaning more into the, like a kind of philosophical, like religious idea. Yeah, which isn't really interesting to me, honestly. No, it, to I, me it is in the premise. way it was portrayed in the movie. I yeah, yeah they never give you a real like good reason to invest yourself into that side of the story. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. the, in the assembly cut, one of the main things they added was the kind of subplot of um, that guy who played Doctor Who in the Doctor Who movie. Um, they're like insane patient who's oh, yeah. like going around Mr. Dragon like tied to a bed or whatever yeah, yeah the guy yeah him most of that stuff is what was added but yeah it doesn't it doesn't really enhance the movie that much it really beyond doesn't just like a, a a loose thematic kind of thread that you can sort of read into after the fact but it doesn't really improve the movie as you're watching it that much so that's a kind of a strange decision to me when I could have, like, take the, that extra 20 minutes and give me more scenes of, like, Charles Dance and Ripley. Yeah. Over that, that shit any day. That, that's interesting to me. It set, and it sets up stakes for her to, like, lose something. Because once Charles Dance dies, then she's lost everything again. And from that point, the character's got very little to lose, aside from her own life, I guess. But yeah. She's so, like, past it. She gets <laughs> yeah. over and it really like, quickly. And it's like... We know, we know as an audience that having an alien in her is a death sentence. So, in a way, it's just like, well, should I care anymore then, really? Unless you're really going to make a statement as you go it's up? It's not a death sentence if it's Alien Covenant and you can give yourself a C-section. Yeah, with one of the machines. But they didn't That's have right, those. Yeah. Even though this takes place <laughs> after, technically. <Yeah. laughs> I think I and the fourth one, on a prison planet. The fourth one starts with a scene where they like take one out of like her clone or something. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I want to watch the fourth one again. Mm -hmm. I watched like twenty minutes of it earlier. That film's whack. Oh it's yeah. Really strange. <laughs> but it's like, from it's what I remember, probably more entertaining than this one. Alien Three is kind of boring, but 
I don't find three as boring as you guys. Oh yeah. Um, I just kind of I like it from the perspective of kind of what it represents. I like the like redheaded stepchild franchise movies. I I normally find them <laughs> the most interesting just from like a historical standpoint. And the probably the best thing about the movie is like the behind the scenes stuff that's on the the DVD or Blu-ray or whatever. Probably. There are like three hours of it, yeah. and it's just three hours of the of the producers and everything saying, "Yeah, the film's pretty bad. <laughs> this is why." <laughs> That's <laughs> so just funny. Going in on their own film for like hours That's and hours. Awesome. It's the funniest thing. Yeah. Oh my god. I, I appreciate how candid they are about it though in the behind the scenes. It's so lame when like it's so lame when they have to like make excuses for it. I think when enough time has passed. You're allowed to do that. Like they did very similar yeah. things on the special features for like, I don't know, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, you know, where they're like, yeah, this oh, yeah. is this is dumb, <laughs> but <laughs> like, it's cool that they're allowed to do that. Whereas like if you re release that kind of thing and you know, and the movie's just fresh out, then everybody has to pretend like it's the coolest thing. Yeah. Once some time well, passes, promote it. people can be a bit more. Well, honest you gotta make about your money. It. I, I just found myself really bored and adding like another half an hour to it just <laughs> like it's, didn't, it's didn't unnecessary help. yeah there's a lot of people that uh think that this cut saves the film or improves it i couldn't I even tell you better but <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't i couldn't even from, tell from you how it sounds I, it sounds better i would like to see the theatrical cut again one day but I don't That's think the thing. I, I don't. I don't want to rush back and watch it right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you I know? don't think I'm gonna watch Alien Three ever again. <laughs> I don't think I need to. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not without its good qualities. I agree with you there, Alex. But overall, I think it's kind of messy and inconsistent and bland. But it, it is worth watching if you want to see like Fincher's early stuff. Yeah, and, like, that's see, the most interesting part about it. You see traces of Fincher in it, and there's parts that are cool, like some of the deaths and yeah. dialogue scenes. But overall, yeah, this is kind of bad. Man, at least I thought so. That that last scene when the quote unquote rescue crew shows up, and they're all wearing like sunglasses and like. Yeah, weird trench coats much. and shit they looked so ridiculous it was so weird yeah. they were like out of an anime i don't know what that was about well, it, even in the <laughs> 90s so the idea was starting to get repetitive you know like the what's it called again the like evil company in the alien yeah. universe uh, uh yeah. wayland it's like it's it. oh. Yeah. Wayland yutani yeah like every movie is about them we've got what five films about that now it's yeah like, yeah it's, it's like we've been there, done that, seen the Xenomorph exactly. before. Exactly, the film feels the, like it. Yeah. Yeah. Ridley Scott's going to keep making them. Even though it's Is not he? scary. Did the last one even make enough money? Yeah, probably. Like Covenant? I think so. Yeah. I think it that made one money. Pissed me okay. off. Yeah, Covenant's one of the worst. <laughs> I really don't I, like I, Covenant. I think it's the worst alien movie, that one. Yeah. Really? You think it's worse than um, Alien vs. Predator? And oh shit! Yeah. Oh, okay, no, counting, counting, counting those, them because I barely maybe even count AVPR, them. Yeah. I, I guess. Yeah, AVPR is by far, I think, the worst yeah. one. Yeah, that's the worst one if we're actually including them. Yeah, that's barely. But a that's movie. like if. Yeah, I don't know. That's like if two douchebags made an alien movie. That's <laughs> literally what happened. That. <laughs> <laughs> Just two. I don't know. We've got a special effects background. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it would be really cool if the alien was on Earth and attacked Earth, because that's scarier. 
That's what they thought. I'm like, what makes aliens scary is that they were in a ship alone in space. <laughs> Claustrophobia, yeah. But then how could yeah. you kill all the babies? It's hardcore. <laughs> you kill the room of babies. That was the best part. Edgelords. Yeah, pretty much. But that was the Very whole marketing campaign is like AVPR. Remember the last one yeah. was PG-13? Well, this one's got R in the title, so you won't be confused. <laughs> it's for adults. Yeah. Yeah, we're making a good alien movie again. Yeah. Rated yeah. R. That's probably why people appreciate this one more, because it's actually a film with a vision and has good parts to it. It's yeah. not like a total cash grab piece of garbage like that. But I would give it like, it's a, just a, mess like a two out of five. Yeah, overall, two out of five for me. Yeah, I would give it uh, maybe a four, maybe a five out of ten. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I rated it at a five. But could be a four. I don't know. There was, I, yeah, I'd I give it there the are same. parts that I liked for sure. Mm-hmm. There's stuff to appreciate about this movie. It's just its biggest problem is that it's really, really boring. Yeah, that's the thing. It's two and a half hours long, and if someone were to ask me, should I watch it? I would probably say no. Yeah, <laughs> I'd yeah. say just watch the first two. Without mm-hmm. like the caveat of like, unless they're huge. Fincher fan yeah. or something. I think from that Fincher perspective, it's interesting. Fan, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Only watch Alien Covenant. <laughs> yeah, that's the, the only, that's the only true Alien movie. Well, if you don't watch the, the other movies, then epic. you you can't really be pissed off at Alien Covenant as much. I guess yeah, might be awesome for you then. Yeah, it was goofy. What? What? Alex, you, sorry, yeah. you give it a five out of ten, a two and a half star. Yeah, two and a half stars. I reckon is about fair. Yeah. And uh, but the theatrical, from the sounds of it, I'm gonna have to check it out again at some point. It might be lower, potentially. Yeah, I feel yeah. no obligation to. I don't feel like I have yeah. to. <laughs> no, yeah. All right. Um, time for questions. Okie dokie. Yeah. It's question time on the Sardonicast. If you want to leave your own questions, head over to the Sardonicast Reddit, where Ralph will leave a funny little thread for you to leave whatever question you please. Okay, let's start off with one from THX118. Nice. <laughs> How long do you guys think theatres will continue to survive? How do you all see the future of the movie-going experience evolving? Hmm, interesting. Indie art house theaters, theaters will always be around, for sure. Are you yeah. sure? Like yeah, indie art house I ones? Think so. I think those ones yeah, are going to be the first to go. Yeah, I think there's a big enough of a market. Nah, no, I think the market's think all so. with Disney right now. Like, if you're not if you're not selling blockbusters in your theater, then you're on the chopping block. It's happened so mm. many times. Like, it's happened That's in true. the but cities that I've lived in. That, so. that make it. Yeah, I guess, but there's not... I mean, like, the, the more indie and art house yeah. you are, the less of an audience you have. And you need that audience to buy yeah. concession, right? That's true. So yeah, I guess it depends where you are. Like in LA and New York, there will always be markets for that, or like um, Austin, Texas. But yeah, London's got some good ones too. Yeah, London. There will always be an audience, but you're right, Adam, in that the they're gonna suffocate the rest of these theaters out of existence. Yeah, that's the issue. Not playing Aladdin. Yeah, it's like it'll be nothing but the big chains at some point. But I don't know how long that's gonna take. Mm Mm-hmm. Will there be a point where Disney makes their own theater chain and just yeah, I was about to say, doesn't Monopoly. put them in AMC? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Or, you know, Regal, and that could happen. I would say that they would be more likely to just buy out a theater chain. 
Yeah, they could do that too. I mean, we are dangerously that's, that's close. What big franchises aren't owned by them at this point? Uh-huh. Like every month is just dominated by Disney. Yeah, yeah, they own Fox now. That's the thing. So they have all that. Yeah. yeah. Like their streaming service has everything on it. It's got The Simpsons. It's got all the Marvel movies. It's like every major thing in pop culture they have. Um, Oops. They don't have Lionsgate, so they don't have like Saw and Hunger Games. <laughs> As <laughs> if that matters. Yeah. I mean, like they're not they're or not John even Wick. ongoing at this yeah. point. Saw and Hunger Games are in the past. So they're making a Hunger Games prequel, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I they guess. actually have John Wick, which did. Yeah, well. I saw that. Well, John Wick is awesome, but. Yeah. But it's like John Wick isn't the Avengers, you know? Exactly. It's like yeah. a different right, level. Like a huge major franchise. Mm-hmm. I it's not looking good, but I don't know when it's gonna happen. It seems like it seems like the but, smaller yeah. things will just die out. It was yeah. pissing me off when everyone was cheering on the Fox acquisition. So it's like, no competition is what, what is needed. Yeah. No, because because people were mostly happy about X Men going into oh. the MCU. So from mm-hmm. that perspective, people were like, yes, this is a win. But from a like That's grander so perspective, it's like this, this is actually like turning into quite an issue. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's probably not good. <laughs> I want to see a live-action Simpsons reboot. Yeah, they don't have like Jurassic Park and that stuff. No. They, they oh yeah, that, that's the they? one. Yeah, Jurassic the one Park is the one. That's the one they that want. They don't have. That's mm-hmm. the big one. And DC, of course. Eh. Uh, everyone's jealous of them. <laughs> yeah, Warner Brothers. Yeah, they they would want Warner Brothers too for Batman. Yeah, or that shit. Batman with fucking the Avengers or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they do. Avengers DC versus, versus DC. Marvel. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that'll happen anytime soon, but it could. I don't even know if it would be allowed by like the government. I think they would stop that. <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> Honestly. Yeah. You put too much I mean, faith into your American government, Ralph. <laughs> I th- Maybe I do. Yeah. I think but it, I, I think don't know it's if all they would allow one studio role. to own every every film franchise ever. I think they'll allow <laughs> every it. Every valuable property. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> I guess we'll find out in 5 years. I don't see the United States government stepping in against Disney. They haven't so far. Keep extending yeah, big copyright. In, big industry for them. Yeah. Make it life plus 200 years. Why not? Make it infinity. No Disney, take backs. Yeah, forever. Disney owns everything forever, and the rest of you have to work for them. It'll be like THX. Nice. <laughs> okay. So that's what's going to happen to theaters. <laughs> We're yeah. going to fucking all be in a post-apocalyptic future run by Disney. Epic. <laughs> and then George Lucas can remake our lives. <laughs> yeah, add CGI monkeys. I'll be right with that. Into the history, Come on, George. Books. We got a good one here from Bend <sighs> Bendre the Giant. Did you guys see the Doctor Sleep trailer? It's being directed by Mike Flanagan, who did Gerald Gerald's Game, sorry, which was pretty good in my opinion. But he has a good amount of flops. Thoughts? Didn't did you guys know about it. this? I saw the trailer. It's, uh... it's what, a sequel to The Shining, right? Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't. There's nothing about the trailer that makes me go, "Ooh, yeah, I'm super excited, and this looks good." Like most of what was effective about the trailer was just the clips and the music from the original film, which, yeah, you know, I that's like every response. Disney live a- action adaptation trailer at this point. Like, what makes it successful yeah. isn't earned from from the production of the film that you're advertising. Yeah. So, oh, 
Like there is a they bit. They use the same iconography. Yeah, exactly. Like I don't know. I like how it opened. I liked the opening. I liked that it was quiet, and you saw that those words, like in the background, like far away. Like that was. Yeah. I think that that was successfully eerie. But then every single shot after that, there's nothing about it that made me think like, oh yeah, this looks good. Yeah, I'll check it out after. But I didn't like Gerald's game, so I, I probably won't be on board with this either. I, I thought it was pretty mediocre. Yeah, I'll probably watch it, but. I don't think it's going to be good. Yeah, we'll see. Because sequel, like belated sequels to Kubrick movies always go as well. You guys yeah. seen that sequel to 2001? Oh, no, I called? didn't. 2010, <laughs> like the year 2000... we made contact or something? 2010. That's, that's the one. That's yeah. it. I never saw it. John Liskow's in it or something weird like that? Yeah, it seems weird. Yeah. I'm really curious about that one, but I'm sure it's not like great or anything. <laughs> I can't imagine it's anything like I just don't know how you could ever accomplish a sequel to films like that without yeah. just living in its shadow it's like, it's like that thing reboot remake sequel thing they made in, around 2010 it was just pointless they, they keep doing it <laughs> they're just yeah. completely pointless films they're, they're, of course money. they're going to be worse yep the the shining sequel will definitely be a movie <laughs> we're all hyped for it <laughs> yeah if you can't tell I've oh, got a specific one for you here, Adam, Uh-oh. from Lee Dum, who says, Adam, if Scar was being voiced by Jeremy Irons in the remake, would you consider seeing the new Lion King? I would, would you consider, consider it? it. I don't know if I would see it. <laughs> <laughs> There's still like elements But him missing. not being it is, is definitely put, putting yeah. you over the edge. Yeah, it pisses me off just hearing it in the trailer. It makes me upset. <laughs> Like the yeah. voice sounds like shit. They brought back James Earl Jones too, and also at this point, like I don't know, they they probably just sound way too old anyway. Like James Earl Jones sounds like he's dying. It's yeah, just, it. I'd consider it, but it's not. It still doesn't look like something I would want to see. <laughs> John Oliver Zazu, come on. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear. He's not even an actor. Yeah, what's the point? He's British. Go from Ronan Atkinson to fucking him. Come on. Classic comic actor, yeah. Great. We got an interesting one from MRTIMC, who says, When did each of you become aware of each other's channels? Do you remember? I remember I was, for I Ralph. I pretty young. I remember with Ralph, I think you left a comment on my... I think it was... The Smosh movie review or something? Oh yeah, I saw you you reviewed the Smosh movie, and I was like, I I reviewed it too. If you want yeah. to see, <laughs> and that's when I yeah, that's when I yeah. went on your channel and started watching your vids. I think. Wow, mm. that's crazy. A little bit I of self promotion. I, I discovered there. both of you when I was like fourteen. Yeah, yeah, I hustled, dude. Yeah, <laughs> I was like fourteen do. when I discovered both of you. That's it. I was just browsing, looking at porn or whatever. I'm like, oh, what's this? A movie review. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> looking at they porn said. on YouTube? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the usual. <laughs> I think I found I Ralph through... Uh, well, I guess if we're talking about your movie review channel, I think it was just people. somebody posted it on the subreddit, on my YMS subreddit. And there was mm. like a decent amount of... Like there was some crossover, I guess. And like, okay. And then uh, I guess technically you messaged me when it was like your 
I was that that was all on the same channel, wasn't it? So I guess technically it would have been when oh, you what, messaged me. When I was 14 me. and I messaged you about my movie that I made or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm like, that. can you watch my movie? Yeah, so that was good. the first time. But again, you didn't know like that I made like content and was <laughs> right. You weren't aware of me in that way until yeah. later. That's so yeah. crazy. It is. Yeah, <laughs> it's I forgot funny. about that. <laughs> <laughs> With Alex, I think I've been a. I, I couldn't pinpoint. I think I was aware of his aware of your stuff for a while. We started communicating with each other after the cool cat thing. Yeah. That's that's what was popping into my mind too. Yeah. Were you aware of my channel before that point or I must have been because I knew to message you, right? So I must have. And I must have been yeah. watching because you I remember you uploading that video frustrated about all the claims you were getting and like stuff to do mm. to help with it. That was a while ago. Yeah. The first time I like collaborated with you guys, for Alex it was the Fred video. And for yeah. Adam it was you messaged me to do the childhood trauma thing. Yeah. It took me like a few months to make. But that was great. It was one of the best things I ever made. Awesome. <laughs> the Barney Barney video. The Barney one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to a... get a fucking Barney suit off me, bay. <laughs> oh god. I went all out. It yeah. was good. That was a fun collabo. Yeah, that was. I enjoyed that series. Yeah, I guess... Uh, Next question. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more to say about that. Don't want to fap has a good one for us. <laughs> so yeah. apart from Ralph, who has mentioned he has been to film school, how do you guys know so much about the technical aspects of film? Have Adam and Alex studied it at all? If not, how do you learn so much without specific education? Special features, boys. DVD commentaries. Yeah. Behind Listen the scenes. to the directors themselves. You don't need a middleman unless you're learning something specific that you're that you're looking for a degree for. But you can just hear it from the filmmakers themselves. They'll tell you how they you made it. You can read books. Yeah. There's lots of books written yeah. by yeah. these guys too. You also learn you learn by doing as well. So exactly. if yeah. you're constantly watching movies and you're constantly talking about them and you're constantly writing about them and editing videos about them, eventually it's going to like the stars are going to align and you're going to pick yeah. things up. There's always like a moment where it basically begins when you start assigning some kind of critical thinking to realistically imagining how a bunch of humans got together and made a film into yeah. what it is, what you're watching. So once once you apply that level of thought, you can like logically think, okay, so the lighting must be have to be this way for it to look like that and the camera yeah. has to move like this to achieve that. So it's... Yeah, it's kind of like logic based at a certain point and you just pick up more as you talk about it and watch and yeah, learn and ask questions and watch videos and yeah, research. You can learn about anything as long as you're passionate about it, especially with the internet. Yeah. DSLR guide. You can look them up. It's <laughs> <laughs> some great tutorials on how to write and direct films. <laughs> exactly. Every video he makes now is an ad, which is funny. Uh -huh. Yeah. <laughs> He's your arch like nemesis. Nostalgia critic. <laughs> His videos are just bad. <laughs> not like an art. He's not like the Green Goblin or anything. He's just There's no beating around the bush, is there? No. Yeah. Can't say I keep up with him. <laughs> I remember it, so you don't have to. Hmm. Good. There's also like classes you can take with like industry professionals or mm. like attend talks with them. And they'll do that. That's kind of what film school is. They're like, imagine... Film school is basically, imagine making a movie, but you have a professional guy who's actually done it before, like, guiding you along. Like, no, 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 don't do that. Do it this way. 
you know, you write a script and you hand in what we did in script writing class is like 10 pages and then you gave it to the guy and you would read it in class and he'd go, okay, this is what you did wrong. This is whatever. That helps too. Not everyone can get that, of course, but yeah, you know, there is a way. You could probably just find screenwriters and all get in a room and talk to each other <laughs> about your scripts. Yeah. That Depending would be on great. What kind of project you want to make too? Because there's yeah. there's some visions that would not fly well in film school, but are still great. Yeah. But mm-hmm. there is a craft to it too, which is what they, they're trying to yeah. learn or teach you in these classes. Like, yeah, you can do whatever you want, but there are these things that storytellers do, mm-hmm. like the act structure and uh, archetypes that help with your story. I'm assuming both of so. you have seen Adaptation by Charlie Kaufman, mm-hmm. right? Of course. That's one of the best movies ever made. Yeah. I love that whole element to it about like screenwriting class and... <laughs> They're like making fun of it like, yeah, this is fucking... <laughs> Just end it with the explosion. Yeah. <laughs> End it with the shootout and all that. <laughs> yeah. I need to watch that movie yeah, again. It's so meta. Exactly. It's making fun of that kind of thing, too. Yeah. Because Charlie Kaufman does not like writing scripts like that. Exactly. Which, again, is a whole other thing. And now he's got that one with uh, <laughs> Tom Holland coming out that's apparently a disaster. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because he was that. hired on to... So he has his own passion project, which is, like, I guess, like a Netflix thing based off of some book called I'm Thinking of Ending Things. And then he has another one. Uh, Let me just pull this up right here. It's got Tom Holland is starring in it. Chaos Walking. Chaos Walking. Yeah. And so he clearly, there's like eight credits on the screenplay. (laughs) So uh, Charlie Kaufman is one of them. It doesn't really seem like something he was passionate about it seems like one of those screenwriter for hire situations this is from the uh director doug lyman or lehman or whatever i don't know how to pronounce it the director of edge of tomorrow and jumper and mr and mrs smith (laughs) yeah apparently it's a disaster and i don't even know how that information is available might have been test screenings Mm -hmm. or something might have just been some uh, troubled production sort of thing, but uh, yeah, it's got Tom Holland and Daisy Ridley and Mods Mickelson. But mm. I'll definitely watch it. Not looking promising. Coming out yeah, twenty twenty. That's always a shame. Have you read the synopsis? It sounds crazy. Uh, Can you read it? I haven't heard. I'm not sure. Just the a IMDb dystopian one? world where there are no women and all living creatures can hear each other's thoughts in a stream of images, words, and sounds called noise. Yeah, it sounds like it could be really funny. <laughs> Jesus. Sounds like it could be a really good bad movie. Yeah. I don't know. It's just so strange. I don't even know what to say to that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charlie. You, you do what you want. We'll see what happens. I mean, this is right after Anomalisa was... A financial disappointment, right? Didn't win the Oscar yeah, or anything, true. and he was kind of just like, "Ah, oh, crap! I guess now, I, now I can't make the movies I want to make because nobody will give me money." So mm-hmm. it's the, it's a logical progression. You got to take some projects that you're not really passionate about in order to get the ones funded that you actually care about. Yeah, so yeah I don't blame course. him. Me either. We'll see what happens. It could be great. You don't know. We'll see. 
Mm-hmm. Probably not going to be great. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> we'll see. Another one. I guess next question. Another one. We the best questions. The the O show says, who is collectively general consensus among the three of you? Your favorite and least favorite director. So we got to come to an agreement here. Kubrick yeah. is up there for me. We Kubrick's an easy one to agree with. Yeah. I think collectively yeah. we all respect him quite a lot. Yeah. I've seen a few Tarkovsky films. I wouldn't say... I, I haven't seen all of them, so I wouldn't say he's one of the best yet. But I would consider him yeah, up there. Yeah, I would have to watch more for me to have a definitive mm. opinion on Tarkovsky. Scorsese for me. If we're all having to collectively agree, I would have to say Kubrick yeah, is probably agree. the most likely. Edgar Wright? Still going Kubrick. <laughs> all right. Uh, yeah, Kubrick. <laughs> Kubrick's just no got Kubrick. such a varied library. Like, Edgar mm-hmm. Wright is good at his thing. Yep. And then... Uh, least favorite? I guess least, least favorite is more interesting. Well, Who do we all let's hate? Let's make, like, a bottom ten. Yeah. Well, my M. Night Shyamalan. But, like... Zack Snyder? Yeah, Zach I was gonna Snyder. say that. Would I would, be I would say M. Night Shyamalan's worse. I, I think M. Night Shyamalan's worse than Zack Snyder. I don't hate oh. M. Night. I, I've liked too many of his movies, though. Yeah. M. Night? Yeah, I don't hate him. Yeah, m- more than Zack Snyder, I think. <laughs> I, I think M. Night, like, his bad movies are so bad that you you wonder how they even got made. Yeah, I guess true. Zack Snyder's are kind of the same way. but <laughs> like, yeah, they're like, like, all shot. Any great movies. No. He has like okay movies like the the Owl one and yeah. Dawn of the Dead and 300. And then oh, I know bullshit. one that you might not be able to beat. Sure. J- Jason Freeberg and sure. Aaron Seltzer? Yeah, yeah, those are probably We the can worst. all agree that those guys are terrible, so. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, they're they're a good answer. Yeah. We've, we've done it. We've decided it factually, which Easy. is which. Easy. Mm-hmm. Unless we're going to include like Derek Savage or something. Bada boom. All right. Next. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. Cilantro has a question for us. He says, I don't know if non-movie questions are allowed, but what are some of your favorite hobbies outside of movies, music, and YouTube? Damn it. Outside of music? Mm. That was going to be my go-to. <laughs> yeah. Video games? I love yeah. playing video games. Yeah. Story-based single-player. Although multiplayer is fun now, too. I've dipped my toe in it, but I mostly do the single-player stuff. I could say video games, but if the question says outside of YouTube, I can't really, because I only do video games for That's YouTube. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Not like I wouldn't play them I like... otherwise, but... Mm-hmm. I like hiking. Hiking's great. I love dogs. I love playing with dogs, mm-hmm. hanging out with dogs. So that's a hobby. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm with you on the dogs one. I swim well, as well. Outside oh, of uh, yeah. movies, music, and YouTube, and gaming and stuff, uh, I enjoy attending anthropomorphic animal conventions. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy furry conventions, guys. That's my hobby. So, there. Suck it. It's weird when... We get to do something that for most people would be a, a hobby as sort of like a, a main thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like we get paid so that, to do this. We get paid to talk yeah. about movies. <laughs> so that obviously takes up a lot of our time already. Yeah. But we enjoy we're just lucky it. It's just to do it. funny that people are doing the same thing we're doing. They're just doing it for fun. 
I mean, we yeah. were all doing it for fun, just, you know, when we first started. Exactly. Five yeah. years ago, whenever. We did it because we loved it. We still love it. Well, I also feel like that's why too. I'm able to fill up so much of my time with it. It's like I'm always mm -hmm. able to be working because I'm doing things that I would be doing even if I wasn't calling it work. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, what, what do I do I in doing? my free time? Oh, I watch movies and I make music and I play video games. Like, that's what I do in my <laughs> free time anyway. So it's just, that's why I'm able to always be working pretty much. Like, if I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm sick of editing, if I can't edit or I can't record something, even if I'm sick, it's like, okay, well, I can just watch some movies get those off my list of things I need to do, right? So it's like, that's what I'd be doing yeah. anyway. I mean, watching movies is a hobby for me too. I do it for work, but I love fucking watching movies just because there's so much art you got to see before you die, right? And so it's nice to cross these off your list. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. oh, I've seen that. I've experienced that. That feels good. Yeah. And there's no way you can watch all of them. I mean, maybe you can, <laughs> but it would be very hard. Did you give an answer, Alex? Yes, yeah, so swimming dogs. I like Lego a lot as well, of course. Can't not oh, bring up my Lego. Um, cool. You actively yeah. enjoy Lego currently. Yeah. Okay. Hey, do you know what? Do you know what inspired me as an adult? It was it was watching one of these behind the scenes things. I think it was of um, it was from South Park, like the South Park writer Trey Parker. He was like describing how he switches his brain off, and he said he buys Lego and builds Lego. That's cool. So if he's ever in a rut, that's what he does. So I, I've been doing the same thing for the past yeah, few years. That makes tons of sense. And it's just like, it's cool. it's kind of like doing a puzzle, you know, and you just have a nice yeah. model at the end. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's just it's like, like you switch your brain off. Where people yeah. build the models of like planes. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's my equivalent one. Yeah. yeah. I enjoy mixology. I enjoy bartending. That's a hot. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cool. I like making you fancy make a good drinks. cocktail. Hell yeah. Yeah. Dude. Cool. I'll make you guys some cocktails on our future Disney World yeah. trip. Please do. Yeah. I'll make some spaghetti. I like cooking. That's another hobby of mine. Spaghetti. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm cocktails fucking Italian. And of course I like cooking. Yeah. <laughs> spaghetti and meatballs in a cocktail. That's awesome. <laughs> now we gotta. And then Alex can get the biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can bring like loads of weird confectionery from here. Yeah, what the fuck are these? Jaffa cakes, jammy Fizzy dodgers. drinks. <laughs> I was watching a um, Ken Loach film yesterday, and there was a line where the woman was commenting on this guy's pants, but it was his underwear. And then I had this thought in my head of like, <laughs> man, I wonder if the interpretation of that line in the Lego movie is just completely lost. Because it's not it's not like, honey, where oh. are my pants? It's like, they're right there. You're wearing your pants, your underwear. That is true. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I guess because the film's so American, we can kind of wrap our heads around that. Yeah. Younger kids might not get it. But, Adam, you know, as soon as we finished um, recording that episode with the funny English words, there was one major one sure. we forgot. Okay. Uh, fag. Oh, nice. Yeah. You know what that means in this country? <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a cigarette. It's a cigarette. cigarette. <laughs> yeah. So if you hear someone casually say that on the street, yeah, that's what it means. <laughs> yeah. And then throughout history, both are, you know, used for burning. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that's a strange one. It's a bundle of sticks. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Smoke a fag. <laughs> <laughs> 
either having a cigarette or killing a gay person. Yeah. <laughs> Two That's completely different like, things. Okay, good. <laughs> That's a big one, isn't it? Yeah. And it's something you never consider if you live here. So people don't even consider that a naughty word. Not not in the same way, no. Okay. No. Like people just say it without even thinking. Like they wouldn't even consider that someone could be offended. <laughs> so do, do you people, hear it often? Do people still use the derogatory version? Do they do they use the full word? I mean I'm sure some people do. Yeah, everyone knows everyone knows the slur here for sure. Okay. Uh here's a question. Shoot. Is it still also applicable as a cigarette if you say faggot? Do you say, does anybody say I'm going to smoke no. a faggot? No, because no, okay. people might think they mean the like the meat from a butcher. What? There's meat called faggot? Do you not have meat faggots? I have no idea no. what those are. What, what is this? This is a new one. <laughs> oh my God. This I mean, is really out there. So what is this? I've had plenty of faggot meat in my time, but. They're meatballs made from like <laughs> offal. <laughs> It's like a dish. Oh Faggot. my god! <laughs> it's like it's like all the parts that are gross, like the pig's heart, liver, <laughs> stuff like that. Interesting. Okay, so like a hot you blew dog. my mind again, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> That's not normal for you guys. <laughs> no, not at Meat all. Faggot? My I've country's becoming more heard and more absurd to me. I've never heard that. <laughs> I, what even is the equivalent for you then? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> You're just you saying just it's meatballs it. made from like leftover parts that you don't like. I don't know if it's like a, a special type, but it's yeah, like it's meatballs. Like a special, we don't call it something. Are they like larger meatballs? Are they like basically Swedish meatballs, but just not like the prime parts of the meat? I guess. Like I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you. I'm not Scottish enough. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, thanks for that little tidbit of information. <laughs> Yeah, that was awesome. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Thanks for sharing your knowledge of meat faggots. <laughs> God damn it. <sighs> All right, one more. All right, where do we go from Last here? <laughs> yeah, how do you even follow that up? Last question. <laughs> D-Monk123 asks mm. us, have you guys ever actually watched a movie on your phone? <laughs> I think don't, I don't have. Tell Lynch. Yeah. Well, would you count like an airplane seat TV? Mm. Like that's kind of the same experience, right? It's like a small screen with the headphones or whatever. I've done that a few times. Mostly documentaries, if I were to do that, because that doesn't require as much. Although, yeah, I, I should be doing that, but still, that's like the only time I've used my phone to watch yeah. something. Yeah, I feel like I have probably done that on my phone on an airplane at some mm. point. But yeah, I or movies I've you. seen before. Yeah, I couldn't even tell you what movie. My dad watches movies on planes all the time. He saw The Revenant on a plane. He's like, oh, this <laughs> was a pretty good movie. I'm like, Dad, that's not the way you're supposed to watch it. <laughs> was fucking like, it was like a square TV, too. It was cropped. So, <laughs> like, so half the screen was like, you know, it was all the aspect ratio was wrong. Think you can watch movies on your fucking plane? Fucking Get real. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I would never watch a film on my phone, but I've I've watched plenty of stuff on like my iPad before. Mm -hmm. I don't know about films in particular, or like I wouldn't watch like a something like The Revenant 
for the first time on an iPad. <laughs> yeah. So there are, there are yeah. like, if I'm just rewatching some garbage on Netflix, I don't mind just chucking it on like an iPad or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There are some things that I would care about too much. Yeah. I just I'd don't like the experience as yeah. much. I don't think it's comfortable to watch a film that way. I yeah. would prefer to have a nice TV and sound system and sit on my couch mm-hmm. yeah. or a theater. It depends on the goals of what you're watching. Like, I could load up some Nathan For You episodes on my phone or something and watch that on a plane and feel comfortable about it. But mm-hmm. The Revenant, probably not. Yeah, like like TV comedies, like The Office and It's Always Sunny. I watch those on my phone sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. On your depends. fucking phone. Fucking telephone. David Lynch movies, yeah, you should not be watching those on phones unless you really want to. Unless it's out of protest. <laughs> but that's not the way. Yeah, unless it's out of protest. To make a point, just send him a screenshot. For me, it's the the sound is like a huge deal to me, um, I, I, and I didn't realize it until the other day where there was like a power cut and my like surround sound wasn't working, so I set the TV to the default speakers. And it was like such a contrast, and it was like this sucks. Watching things without <laughs> yeah. my surround sound now is rubbish in comparison. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, I guess we've all kind of answered that. I guess we do. Yeah. Cool. Uh, cool. Guess there's a recommendation. Yeah, and I guess it? it's mine. Is it you know, I think it's yeah, mine. Yeah, it's yours. Yeah. Adam, we didn't get to talk about uh, Too Old to Die Young, but maybe next next. Yeah, time I'll have watched more it. of it by next point anyway. Yeah, we'll probably have yeah. both both have finished the series. So right. We'll wait for that. Yeah, it's not like anybody's. I mean, it, the, the thing's got like seven hundred IMDb ratings. <laughs> yeah, not many exactly. people are watching it it's at all. It's gonna take a while. So, so what's right. that? An Amazon Prime like original thing? Yeah, mm-hmm. from Nicholas Winding Refn. Each episode's over an hour, I think. Yeah. Episode yeah. two is like watching, two hours right? long for no reason. To be yeah. perfectly honest with you, the way thing I've seen the first four episodes, my recommendation would be to skip the first three. So, <laughs> well, at Khan, really? where he premiered it, yeah, that's he what... premiered the fourth and fifth episode. Yeah. So we started with the fourth one at Cannes Film Festival. It's because those are the best ones, honestly. But he yeah. said it's because uh, that's the way millennials watch their stuff now, out yeah. of order. I was it like, doesn't make sense what he <laughs> says. <to laughs> yeah, yeah. But we'll, we'll talk about but... that next episode anyway. Right, right. It's an interesting thing to talk about. But okay. Anyway, Adam, continue. Uh. I got a recommendation. Uh, Ralph has definitely seen it. I don't know if Alex has seen it. Either way, I haven't seen it. Um, It's something that my brother was telling me to watch for a long time, and I was always kind of like, yeah, I'll watch it, and then never did. Uh, Mm -hmm. American movie. A documentary kind of thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been meaning to watch that, too. Yeah. Okay, cool. Documentary. That's one of the best. It's probably my favorite documentary, honestly. I'm sure it'll provoke some interesting discussion. If you don't want to be spoiled for American movie, uh, make sure to watch it before the next episode in two weeks. Also, going to pimp out a little thing here. Um, My brother will be screening the film. He does like a movie night thing every week at his bar in Montreal. So if you're looking for an excuse to catch the movie, perhaps because it's recommended on this podcast, then head to the Diving Bell Social Club in Montreal. It's apparently five Mm. bucks, 8 p.m. on July 2nd? Full bar couches. And apparently before the film, they screen a short film 
from a local director every week. Yeah, and they're on Facebook, Diving Bell Movie Club, or Instagram, Diving Bell Movie Club. Cool. Yeah. Oh, neat. So he he should screen uh, Colvin. Colvin's the film they're making in American movie. <laughs> oh, oh, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, he'll be uh, joining us for the discussion on next uh, episode also. So theoretically, this episode will be public like one day before the movie screening at his bar or whatever. So he'll be able to catch that. Diving Mm. Bell Social Club, Montreal, Canada. Done. Be there, be square. Yeah. Do it. Say hi. His name's Evan. Tell him you came here because his brother told you to. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, Thank you all for listening to this episode of Sardonicast. Thank you. Hopefully Ralph's audio sounds great. Um, (laughs) I hope so. I'm sure it will be. I really hope so. Otherwise, I'll be replaced with Jeremy Johns next episode. <laughs> Jeremy Johns doing an impression of you. Yeah. If uh, you'd that. like to support the show, sardonicast.com, $2 a month, sign up for premium. You get these episodes early when they're edited. Otherwise, patreon.com slash sardonicast does the same thing. Also, we have merch. Link in the description. YouTube, boys. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you very much. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.